0: Welcome to Good Medicine Explained. I'm your host, Dr. James R. Brown. This is season two, episode number one, for the week of January 17, 2021. It is truly a privilege to continue providing my old and new listeners with a more personalized podcast program that's intended to educate and stimulate interest in understanding how our bodies operate and how many of us can cultivate a lifestyle and wellness model that promotes optimum physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. As I've stated before, the medical profession has been looked upon and utilized to extend natural physical life. However, I believe a higher virtue in the healing process for the 21st century is to transform and improve the quality of that life which has been extended. As the year 2021 has begun, the major concern here in the United States and globally is focused on reducing and eliminating the devastating negative impact of the coronavirus pandemic. The CDC estimates that 40% of people that have the infection are asymptomatic. My office has been inundated with phone calls and questions about the infection, any possible treatments to use at home, and questions about the new vaccines. Fortunately, The two new, highly effective vaccines available in the United States are now being distributed to second-tier people. I'm a first responder, and I've received my first dose of the Moderna vaccine, and I'll get my second dose the end of this week. However, millions of other Americans are patiently and impatiently waiting for their opportunity to get vaccinated as well. There is a significant number of citizens who are doubtful and don't trust that the vaccines are safe enough or right for them. Whichever camp you belong to, I want to impart some objective and scientific information that may help clarify questions or concerns that you still may have. Now in the background of the coronavirus vaccines, we have to look at the programs and institutions that have assisted in making the vaccines available. Operation Warp Speed is a multi-agency collaboration overseen by the Department of Health and Human Services and the Department of Defense that was aimed to accelerate the development and manufacture and distribution of medical countermeasures to the coronavirus infection. The National Institutes of Health is the nation's top medical research agency. It includes 27 different institutes and centers and is a component of the Department of Health and Human Services. NIH is the primary federal agency that conducts and supports basic, clinical, and translational medical research. A program called COVID 19 Prevention Network was formed by the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious Disease at National Institutes of Health to respond to the global pandemic. Through the COVID 19 Prevention Network, the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease is leveraging the infectious disease expertise of existing research networks and global partners to address the need for vaccines and antibodies against the coronavirus. The COVID-19 Prevention Network includes the National Institutes of Health Supported Clinical Research Networks with infectious disease expertise and it's designed to rapidly and thoroughly evaluate vaccine candidates, and monoclonal antibodies for preventing COVID-19 infections. So I've made a couple of questions that I have uh, heard that I believe need some clarification and can serve as points of education. Uh, Question one that's very common is, how effective are the vaccines in preventing an infection. Well, both of the vaccines that we have have actually been approved for emergency use only, and they've been determined to be highly effective in clinical trials. Pfizer's vaccine touts a 95% efficacy one week after the second dose has been administered and Moderna's vaccine reports a 94% protection 2 weeks after receiving the second shot There currently is a third investigational coronavirus vaccine that has recently entered into phase 3 clinical trials for possible use Its real name is NVX CoV 2373, or Novavax. It's being developed and sponsored by Novavax Inc. of Gaithersburg, Maryland. The trial is being funded by NIH and the Biomedical Advanced Research and Development Authority, or BARDA. This new randomized placebo-controlled clinical trial is set to enroll approximately 30,000 volunteers at approximately 115 different sites in the United States and Mexico. An independent data and safety monitoring board will provide oversight to ensure the safe and ethical conduct of this study. Similar to the Pfizer vaccine, Novavax requires a second injection 21 days after the first dose. However, Novavax can be handled and distributed at temperatures slightly above freezing, 35 to 46 degrees Fahrenheit. Another question is, can a person get coronavirus from the vaccine? None of the current vaccines developed in the United States contain live virus that would cause COVID-19. What the vaccines actually transmit is a small linkage of genetic material known as messenger RNA. These small strands of genetic material is what instructs cells in our bodies to make a small piece of material that looks like a part of the virus. And it's those bits of these copycat or artificial proteins that get recognized by our immune system as a foreign invader. Once an exact mold of the virus protein has been created, antibodies from our immune cells are massively produced to start recognizing and neutralizing the real virus if a vaccinated person ever gets exposed. In the case of Novavax, it's made from a stabilized form of the coronavirus spike protein using the company's recombinant protein nanoparticle technology. The purified protein antigens and this vaccine, cannot replicate and cannot cause COVID-19 infection. The vaccine also contains a proprietary adjuvant called matrix M. Adjuvants are additives that bolster or enhance the desired immune system response to a vaccine. Question 3. Will a COVID-19 vaccine alter my DNA? No. COVID-19 messenger RNA vaccines do not change or interact with our DNA in any way. Messenger RNA vaccines teach our immune cells how to make a protein that triggers an immune response. The messenger RNA... From COVID-19 vaccine never enters the nucleus of a cell, which is where our DNA is kept. This means the messenger RNA cannot affect or interact with our DNA in any way. Instead, COVID-19 messenger RNA vaccines work with our body's natural defenses to safely develop immunity to the disease. Question 4. Does getting the vaccine guarantee that a person will never get coronavirus infection? No. Protection provided by vaccines can fade over time, and some vaccines require a booster shot every few years. For example, we recommend adults get a tetanus booster shot about every 10 years. Right now, We have no idea about the longevity of the vaccines that we are administering. Question five. Is a person that has been vaccinated incapable of shedding the virus? Well, that's unknown. It's unlikely. We don't know if the vaccine is capable of destroying every single virus cell or not. A similar way of asking this same question is, can an asymptomatic person that's been vaccinated still transmit or shed live virus? Again, the answer is we don't know. A few virus cells may survive or escape from the massive manufactured antibody response that we develop, and they could get expelled from a person's nose or mouth during a breath, a cough, or a sneeze. For example, a CNN report gave notice of a story about an ER nurse in San Diego who was given their first dose of the vaccine on December 18, 2020, and about one week later tested positive for the virus. Now, what happened most likely is that nurse probably became infected a day or two before receiving the vaccine and was asymptomatic while the virus was incubating and reproducing in their body. Right now, there's been no study to report whether a vaccinated person can emit enough active virus to sicken another person. Question 6. If I've already been infected by the COVID-19 virus and have recovered, do I need to get a vaccination? Yes. According to the severe health risks associated with COVID-19 and the fact that reinfection is possible, even persons who have had a previous infection should get the vaccine. Both natural immunity and vaccine-induced immunity to COVID-19 are still being studied by experts. The new highly virulent SARS-2 variant strain identified in the UK is officially known as B.1.1.7. And people who've been infected by this new variant strain of the virus seem to have an increased amount of virus particles. It's currently hypothesized that this variant may spread more easily from nasal passages. Question 7. So what would an ideal vaccine look like? Well, the ideal hasn't been designed yet, but one that not only prevents severe disease, but one that also stops asymptomatic transmission or shedding of live virus. While the perfect vaccine hasn't been developed yet, the relative risk to your health from getting the vaccine is far less than the risk to millions of people that might or already have gotten it. And if you do receive the full two-dose vaccination administration, we strongly recommend that you continue to follow the prevention guidelines from the CDC and other reputable public health institutions. For more information about vaccines, please refer to my previous episode number 23 from last year. If this particular topic or any of the previous episodes have provoked questions for you, be reassured that I do regular Q&As on my Instagram account at jrbrownmd, where you may submit your questions there through direct message. However, I emphasize that I do not serve as a replacement or substitute For your own personal physicians, nor do I provide individualized consultations outside of my practice. As I regularly do, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank my podcast team, Lauren and Natalie, who really are responsible for making this podcast possible. We send out special prayers this week that peace and civility reigns before, during, and after January 20th Inauguration. Until our next opportunity, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be loved, and may you have a peaceful heart.